0: it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: All right, before we move on to the next topic here, I need to remind you guys about our wonderful partner here at the Love of the Star podcast. It is Boomer Jacks. And I keep telling you guys about Boomer Jacks, specifically what Boomer Jacks has ready for you on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. It's great wing deals. On Tuesdays, it's half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings. But they have great deals for you the rest of the time, too. They got drink specials starting at $3. They have $15 buckets of beer. There are wall-to-wall TVs. Every sporting event you could ever imagine is on the televisions there when you go to Boomer Jacks. They have TVs in the bathroom. There's literally not a time where you will miss a moment of the action. Live music. Like I said, wall-to-wall TVs, great drink specials, great food. It's just a fantastic atmosphere for whatever you're looking for, and it's why we're so excited to have them as our partner here at Love the Star. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, so we are heading to Oxart, as we've been talking about here, and that means with training camp comes one of the more popular topics we get into every time. Every August, every training camp run, we always talk about, The bubble guys. Who's on the bubble? How many spots are there? What kind of players are we looking at? So I've got a few names here, Brian, of guys that as we head into uh, training camp, guys that I think are on the bubble, and then maybe a few guys that you can tell me if you think they're on the bubble, if they deserve to be on there, because I wasn't quite sure if I should include them as being on the bubble. Uh, Let's go with this first group here, the ones that I think are the, the blinking red light at the moment in terms of these are bubble players right here. Uh, Big names, big investments who are on the bubble. The first one's right off the top to me, Brian. I think this is a very important camp for both Kelvin Joseph and Nashawn Wright.
2: Yeah, I would agree so too. And, you know, both of these gentlemen, I will say this about Kelvin Joseph. He has developed toughness as a special teams player. Um, there's times where he has not shown awareness when it comes to locating when the receiver has a fair catch signal going up or might lose track of where the ball is. Uh, I like the prospect of him potentially playing some safety, and it doesn't sound like a very good fit when I describe a player that doesn't have awareness at times. That how could he be a safety? Because one of the things you have to have is the ability to see the field, and you have to have the ability to react. And I think with I think with uh, with Kelvin Joseph, he's proven he has toughness. He's proven he could tackle. He's you know there's times where he's shown the ability to cover, but he's also given up plays too. And he's one of those. It's almost like with a Owusu at the time, where you're in yeah. position and you just can't finish, and maybe that's his legacy as a corner. But as a safety, it might be a different, uh, a different, uh, a, a different path there. So, I totally agree with you, uh, you know, on that. And you know, as as far as you know, Nashawn Wright, Deshawn Wright. That's another Dan Quinn guy. that is a you know that is one of those things where you know Dan Quinn really put his uh, you know put his uh, his uh, put it out there for uh, you know for the draft and you know he's kind of been a guy that's looking for a place looking for an opportunity and you know for where he was selected there was you know there was a lot more. Uh, there was a lot more thought about, hey, this guy can help us, this guy could be a potential starter, or this guy could be a sub-player, and he, he hasn't quite shown that he's ready for any of those things that I just talked about. Would you
1: say that Wright and Joseph are in the exact same spot with the Cowboys, or do you think the Cowboys might be willing to have more patience with Joseph or might be willing to have more patience with Wright, or do you think they view them completely similar as like you guys both are, have equal amounts of pressure on you, and we both have the same amount of rope here with you guys.
2: They've gotten more benefit out of Joseph than they have Wright. They know mm-hmm. that Joseph could play special teams and play it at a high level. And I also, think that,
1: also, to be fair, have gotten more headaches out of Joseph than Wright. Absolutely.
2: And, absolutely. As, absolutely. As well as, yeah. as something they have absolutely. to consider. Absolutely. And so. Um, I think that the guy that has the little bit longer of the rope would be Joseph over Wright. If you said, you know, who's got the ability to potentially play another position, but we've also seen him be a core special teams guy and be pretty effective at it.
1: Now, the guy I didn't put in here, I didn't put on this list, and and I'm wondering, should I have? Is it going to be competitive enough, or are they going to – defer to these young guys. Maybe they don't want to let Kelvin Joseph or Nishan Wright go. Uh, you can save almost $5 million if you release Jordan Lewis. And Jordan Lewis is an older player now who's coming off a pretty significant injury. I, I wasn't sure if I should put him on there. Do you think he'll be somebody that we're talking about as a bubble player?
2: Well, what we have to keep an eye on is that, you know, will, will Jordan Lewis be a guy that potentially – uh, is he completely ready and completely healed for practices? You yeah. know, that, that's something that and, – and you could say that about all these guys. I mean, there's always the potential of guys, you know, going on that uh, that pup list, you know, and, and you know, not starting practice uh, when everybody else is. So uh, there's a list of those guys, the Terrence Steels, But I think maybe if you look at the top of the list – of guys that we probably know the least about them being ready to go would be Jordan Lewis. It's one of those things when we get to Oxnard, is that going to be one of the announcements that we see? Or is that one of the announcements that's going to be made? Uh, Is he healthy enough to go? Because the other ones I kind of have a feeling about. Yeah. I have a feeling about that, you know, they'll be ready to go with him. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure about that. So, I think we'll have to keep an eye and and you know if that's the case say he doesn't if he what if he's not on the initial list of guys uh then you know then you're in a situation where uh you know he's not competing off the jump and now the team is having to practice without him and now the other guys are getting ahead of him on because you know bland is you know everybody's talking about bland and you know, yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm the guy that's even talking about is, you know, is Bland one of the you know two best corners on this team, you know, and so, uh, but yeah, with Jordan Lewis, there's there's a lot of a lot of there's a lot of unknown about him right now. Let's see if in fact he he's able to to answer the bell uh, when we get to Oxnard, at least to start out with.
1: Similarly, on the defensive side of the ball, you take a look at some young guys that they've invested draft capital in, not as high as somebody like Kelvin Joseph. Um, In one instance, similar uh, draft capital in Deshaun Wright. But your your one techniques inside your Neville Gallimore and your Quentin Bohanna, both of those guys, I think I think they're fighting each other for a job. So in that sense, they're both on the bubble and one of them is going to win that spot. I, I don't think both these guys are on the 53 man roster this year.
2: Yeah, I think you bring up a really good point, Bobby. And and it was so strange last year when I was doing games on the radio on one oh five three, the fan preseason games, and you know, Brad Sham was would set the lineup in, you know, start the second half of a preseason game, and there's Neville Gallimore out there playing and you're wondering, wait a minute, is something going on injury wise that's keeping you know keeping somebody else from being on and you know Neville Gallimore getting arrest. and then you know you and being our insider for 1053 the fan we're kind of talking about that wait a minute there's some you know maybe this guy's in the doghouse a little bit maybe there's some concerns about physical conditioning his weight his attitude i mean i mean i'm just throwing out stuff that yeah. potentially not something that you tagged him with but stuff that you know that that people were maybe hinting to that could been could have been things that that you know kept him from being part of the normal rotation and you know that's when when a veteran player is playing in a third and fourth quarter of a preseason game that's the kind of stuff that gets your attention and yeah. you know we'll see what kind of off season that he's had quentin Bohanna, to me bobby when i've watched him play he's not the same player that was at kentucky you know gets, gets moved re- gets moved
1: far too easy for a-
2: way too easy i remember i remember watching uh Jammin davis who plays for the washington commanders who who was a linebacker seemed like he made every play at kentucky and a lot of it had to do with Quentin Bohanna being in front of him and not getting turned and not getting knocked off the ball and yeah. holding stout at the point of attack. He, he – there was things that he was very – I mean, there were traits that he had that very much similar to what Mozzie Smith plays with at Michigan. You know, you could see him or, or, uh, or uh, you know, Jonathan Hankins. You didn't see him get moved at Kentucky. And here with the Cowboys, he's he's getting moved, turned, uh, pushed out of position far too much. So, yeah, I think both those one techniques are are clearly, clearly. And it's now it's kind of a deep position because of Mozzie and then also because what you have with Jonathan Hankins as
0: well. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
1: Another name here, and this is one where I think the he's on the bubble, but it's more going to be the Cowboys, I think, are going to give him every opportunity to secure a spot. They want him here, uh, but if he doesn't show up, then they're not going to have any qualms with letting him go and giving the roster spot to somebody else, and that's Jabril Cox. I, I think that Cox is a guy yeah. that, because of their linebacker numbers, it'd be very easy for them to say, just show up. If you show up a little, we've got a spot for you. But if you don't if you can't show us something here in year three, like we can't play around with this much longer.
2: Bobby, I'm really glad that you brought this one up. and I was concerned that we might not and it might have to be me looking deep, deep, deep into this and trying to think, okay, you know who is a guy that needs if if there if, this to me is the defensive version of Jalen Tolbert is what this is. Yeah. And and I mean that in a way of you got to go out there and you've got to show people that you're capable of making play after play after play. You're capable of being in the right spot, you're capable of finishing plays, you're capable of of, of you know, doing the things necessary to secure their spot. I have big time questions about the depth at linebacker. Mm-hmm. brill Cox is number one on my list as a guy that i have questions about and he needs to show up just like Jalen tolbert and I, I i think they're giving Jalen tolbert every opportunity to make this football team they didn't address the wide receiver okay they did address the wide receiver but what seventh round with the yeah. receiver from Sixth South or whatever it was yeah. Sixth, seventh round yeah whatever it was. Uh, you know, but it was late in the draft. I think that I think that they like they want Tolbert to show up, and like you said, I think they want Jabril Cox to show up. And if Jabril Cox goes out there and you know flops around, gets knee sprain, you know something. I mean, it, it just it's just going to lead to more just dissatisfaction of the player, and that's from. My end of it, and maybe your end of it too. Well, I don't know what the yeah. Cowboys, I don't know how the Cowboys would feel about that, but they need him to step up. They really, really do.
1: Absolutely, and I think I think that's why if he's because of the, where their depth is right now. Like I said, if they, there, I think they're kind of just approaching this with just show us something and you'll make it. Like, but if you show us absolutely nothing, we can't we can't just allow you a pass anymore. Like,
2: well. Well, you know, all of a sudden when you see guys like Malik Jefferson running with the ones yeah. at the OTAs, and you're kind of like, "Well, wait a minute, where's number fourteen? Why, why, why am I seeing, you know, Devin Harper and Malik Jefferson and and others, you know, running with the ones, and you know, and Jabril Cox, you know, not getting the the opportunities that you know I feel like that. That he he needs to to have in order to make this team.
1: Next name here and a guy who uh, came from that same draft class and a guy who's entering year three, a big year for him uh, and somebody that I think again they love the traits. They just want to see him put it together. That's Simi Fahoko. He's he's definitely somebody that's on the bubble this year. But again, you want to talk about size, speed, all those different you know uh, measurements that you want. Fahoko has all those. They're just waiting for him to I think put it together. He's definitely on the bubble. Should I be including on the bubble, Brian, Cavante, Turpin, and then a name we just mentioned, do you think Tolbert is legitimately on the bubble?
2: I think all three of those receivers that you mentioned, and man, it would be a real shock. I could see them moving on from Fahoko more quickly than Tolbert. I don't think they ever viewed – Fahoko as a second round pick. They viewed Jalen Tolbert and you and I have documented that well on these shows that there was a point in time where they were, you know, and we were all on board too. I know I had a third round grade on him myself, but we, when he came out of South Alabama there, we were, we were adamant about the pick and I, I, there's a side of me, it's like, damn, I feel terrible for talking about this guy at a level where I felt like that he could come in. And it was the first couple of practices, he looked okay. And then after that, it just fell completely apart. So I don't know if he is on the bubble bubble. I think Fahoko is on the bubble. I, yeah. think, they're, I think they want Fahoko to show up and be a better version of Noah Brown. You know that's what I think they really want, uh, Simi Fajoko to be, and and not be a guy that has good two weeks of practice and then all of a sudden gets banged up and can't do anything and then falls completely behind. So I think the I think the the and and you mentioned Turpin too. Yeah. You know, Turpin got a little bit more run with the first and second offense. Uh, Uh, under the uh, the Brian Schottenheimer administration when it came to the OTAs and minicamps more than he did under uh, Kellen Moore so it'll be interesting to see when we get out there can he prove that he could be a very capable uh, fifth or sixth receiver we know what kind of returner he is but can he make this team legitimately as a wide receiver
1: Another name that is on here, another guy they uh, invested some draft capital in, who's been a disappointment to this point. Uh, it's Josh Ball. Yeah, I think is a guy who's <laughs> definitely here in in the uh, in the bubble category. What I'm a little curious about, Brian, is two names that I want to know if you think they're bubble guys, and and it's with keeping in mind the names, HaHa Clinton Dix, Jasper Brinkley, George Iloka. Is that the Cowboys do have a history of adding safety nets? to their, their team, signing veterans, who they then say, we are free to walk away from these guys at the end of camp if we don't feel like they're, they're making an impact. And they did it with all three of those guys. So in your opinion, do you think Ronald Jones and Chuma Idoga could yeah. be double guys?
2: Yeah, I, I think so too. I think that if you if you look at the running back situation – The one thing I know working for Steven Jones is he does not want to just to keep veteran players to keep veteran players around. And what happens is there's always that worry when all of a sudden you show that if you show that Davis can handle the load and Deuce Vaughn can handle the load and you know Pollard is going to be here, why do you keep Jones around? You know, yeah. is Jones is Jones then becomes an injury settlement waiting to happen. You know? And I don't think that really is what, you know, Steven Jones and Adam Pacifica and those guys in the in the front office want to have to deal with. So yeah, the any any one of those guys that is a veteran player that all of a sudden we see them not getting a lot of work or they're late in those preseason games then that they're potentially for that that we need to move on because again Steven doesn't want to have to injury settle a guy or any of that if if they're going to just move on from him. but they're all veteran players that that they they brought in to protect themselves and you know and and can move on from him at uh, at a, at the right moment if need be
1: You are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.